Dad, isn't it time for illegal ham in the face? But, but, but bro, where's the banjo? going on everybody i am that fat guy jared patty bates and i have all the cohorts here with me today and i cannot wait to bring them on first off let's get my co-host a big bry hey man and toby he asked for it and here it is here it is and fat boy my cousin finney's back yes i am so morning everybody (laughs) <laughs> we are back live at 6 p.m. here on Facebook, YouTube, and Twitter. Come check us out. Uh, we are brought to you by Lake Erie APA and Harold and the APA. I uh, want to thank everybody uh, that showed up to the office last week before we get to our shout-outs. What a great time, a great pizza. Oh, my God, was Excellent it good. Excellent pizza, yeah. And also, we have some announcements that will be made, not this show, but here in a little bit, uh, about some upcoming surprises that we're about to have. Uh, We are playing another live show here in December, and we will be having our year anniversary, right, in January. So, it'll be the first time we ever did live out and about. So mm-hmm. we have that all booked up, ready to go. Um, other than that, I think. Oh, there's Polly. You bring oh, them yeah. in. You just start clicking them in, Vinny. <laughs> Polly, they're all excited you're back. I told you. Hey, guys, how you doing? <laughs> <laughs> so let's get into the uh, rundown. I'm going to give the rundown, Vinny, because you just go walked ahead. in. Go ahead. Appreciate so today it. we are going to get into our uh, shout-outs here a little bit. We are going to get into the trivia, which is my turn for trivia. We're going to hit a little bit of Cleveland news. We're going to get the Browns' so-called win against the Detroit Lions. Oh, my God. Uh, We are going to hit for Fat Boy Tuesday is Thanksgiving. We were supposed to have a uh, special guest, but that timing did not work out. So we'll figure that out later. Jarvis can't make it tonight. And also, our top three things we are thankful for. Uh, We haven't done anything like that. I wanted to, you know, a little peek behind the curtain. Also, and I still got to work out a time with Big Bri. Uh, Bri, the games this weekend. I don't know. Are we doing a special show or what's going on here? We can maybe whip something together uh, Saturday morning. Kind of a uh, 
Ooh. illegal hand to the face college game day mashup, maybe. That'll work for me. So stay tuned for that. We will have a pregame of the game on probably Saturday morning. We'll let you know. We'll put out the time on uh, Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube so everybody can stay tuned for that. Let me and Brian do our little balance back and forth at each other. Um, other than that, let's get into our show, guys. I've missed all three of you. It was a great time at the office, so let's get our shout-outs. First off, we got a shout-out at the office. What a great little place that was. Oh, yeah. And the pizza. Oh, my God, Brian, the pizza. I told you. Unreal. Slice of butt pizza. If you've never had it, go get it. Absolutely. Especially that honeybee. Yeah, oh, that my favorite. Changed my life. Awesome. I even messaged the owner. I was like, that changed my life. <laughs> that pizza right there changed my life. There was no That's sauce. Cute, right? It was all honey, ham, bacon, yeah. and sharp cheddar cheese. How can you not go wrong oh, with yeah. that? Oh, oh, so good. Yeah, So good. Yeah. Also, we had a buffalo chicken. We had the Jimmy Hoffa. Jimmy Hoffa. And then we had the death by pepperoni. Yes. <laughs> Which had bacon on it, right? No, it was, no, it, it had the little pepperoni. baby pepperonis. Yeah. Oh, I thought it had bacon on it. No, it had the little baby pepperonis, man. It had the little devil pepperonis. Yeah. Uh, also, everybody that was there, it was such a great time with everybody. We had such a blast there. The bar was packed where we went live. People were chanting, here we go, brownies. It was great. It was <laughs> it was and Vinny was back. So there's another bonus. Very true. So uh, that's one of that's pretty much the only shout out I got. I mean, Brad, you got any other shout outs? Yeah, I'll be quick again. Um, let me shout out my wife first for letting me do this because I got some family coming into town who's going to be staying with us this weekend and she's busy cleaning away so I could uh step out and do this real quick. And so let me shout her out for all she does. Um, let me also shout out I had my first of. Let's see. First of four um, Thanksgiving dinners this past Saturday. Um, let me shout out Holy our God. friends, the Labuglios, uh, for having us over. Um, oh, we yeah, did it right. Good. It was, man, the, the best turkey I think I've ever had. He, he smokes two separate turkeys, one with like a sweet and spicy rub and one with some Italian uh, seasonings. And it's just so moist. I mean, it takes... I don't think he goes crazy with it, but it takes like five, six hours for him to smoke it. So we went over there on Saturday and had a good time. Um, so let me shout them out for having us over. And my final shout out, you, you kind of were hinting at it. What's the big game coming up this weekend? Let me shout out my Michigan friends. I don't have many, but uh, there are a few. Uh, I'll shout out our buddy Pat. I'll shout out my buddy Zima. I'll shout out my buddy BJ and my cousin who I just found out is coming to Thanksgiving from Oklahoma this year and staying with us tomorrow night, my cousin uh, Hunter. Oh, that's awesome. Uh, by yeah. the way, Pat doesn't count. Pat's Canadian. <laughs> well, I, hey, I'm with you there on the Canadian, but on Saturdays, he's American. Yeah, I don't he know about that. Uh, well, yeah, well, guess what? The only blood that comes out of this body is scarlet. <laughs> All right, let's go, uh, let's go to Vinny. Vinny, you got any shout-outs, bud? I mean, I know uh, we put you on point last week. I mean, I guess yeah, there no. is one huge shout-out. Polly is happy to see Polly, yeah. is Mr. Vinny back. Huge so shout-out to Polly. Absolutely. Uh, you know, 
I don't, I don't get to talk to him actually nearly as much as I'd like to. So I definitely got to start uh, texting him a little bit more here and there. Um, you know, shout out to uh, to Thanksgiving, really. I know. You know, we got family time. Up. I know we're going to have a huge show about it and stuff like that already with, uh, sure. with everything going on. But yeah, act definitely. like it's your first time into the microphone. You got to speak into the microphone. <laughs> I think everybody here is off for a little bit. Yeah. I know. It's really? been a while for him. Wow. <laughs> All right. All right. Well, let's get into the show. Let's go. What is it trivia time? Oh, yeah. Let's do it. And our trivia is brought to you by Papa V and Curb Appeal 419.com. Get a hold of Papa V, even though he's not part of the Gauntlet League anymore. But, Bri, you ready, buddy? Yeah, let's hear it. The game is coming up. Okay. I want you to tell me, name me, the head coach that got the Ohio State University, their first ever national championship. Okay. All right. Okay. I'll, I'll try something. Sure. All right. So, because it's even the game, we had to do this. It, it it should be should be an easy one, I would think, for you, being the fan. <sighs> of you are. Well, I'm not an Ohio State fan. No, but you're a fan. Okay. All right. <laughs> I'll come up with something. All right. All right. So we got to also get into my cousin Vinny's word of the day. So, Vinny, if you want to bring up your little picture, do you know where it's at? My little picture? Yeah, you got a little the picture, but I got the, the whole I got, screen. Hold on. Hold on. <laughs> yeah, I got to play the jazz for Vinny. <laughs> He's over here just bouncing around like, oh, yeah. All right. So, first off, before we start this, volume up. Yes. Unmute. What is my cousin Vinny's word of the day? Here it is. Royster. Royster. It sounded like like oyster. That's a shellfish (laughs) that I'd love to eat. No, not Oyster. oyster. Royster, R-O-I-S-T-E-R. It's a verb, in case that helps you. Is it something that happens in your pants? Um, You know what? <laughs> <laughs> All right, I got it now. All right, so, oh, Damon's on here. Uh, thank you, Mr. 1000. Also, uh, I do have to acknowledge uh, Justin is here with us. Turkey Day is his favorite day. Oh, yeah. And he also mentioned something on here that I'm laughing at, but I cannot pull up right now because my mom is watching this one. (laughs) So, Justin, yes, I love it too for Thanksgiving, but we cannot put that on here right now. So, Brian, you'll have to go back and take a look at it. Sure. Absolutely. Uh, let's, Let's see here. What do we got? We got the Gauntlet League. 
Yeah. <laughs> gobble, gobble, gobble. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> all right, so let's get into our gauntlet league. All right, because the fat man took out another one this week. Little Tubby is gone. Chopped him off at the kneecaps. So, <laughs> not that close, was it? No, it was not that close because of New England Patriots defense giving me 27 points. And I don't have my notes in front of me because I'm still unpacking from our office trip. But mm-hmm. so Little Tubby's gone. Harold, Justin, Big Man, Papa V, Big Boy Phillips, mm-hmm. me, and Vinny, right? So there's no. seven. Right? So halfway. And right? Guess, guess who's up next on the chopper block, Bri? <laughs> this Lord is now on the chopping block. She was hoping that Tom Brady would just, you know, screw the pooch. And Big Brian be down facing me, but nope, Miss Lord is down facing me this week for the gauntlet. So we have that going on, and also we got to get into some Cleveland news, Brian, before we start the Browns talk. Okay. First off, the team name has changed. They are now the Cleveland Guardians. Mm-hmm. Uh, yep. They announced it. The garb is out. You can go get it wherever you want to. So from here on out on this show, they will be the Guardians. Okay? Also, cool. other Cleveland news. Turkey Day is coming around the corner. They had their huge turkey drive. Jarvis had his turkey day. They did the town hall today where they gave out Feed the Hungry. Everything mm-hmm. else. If you can help out any food pantry or help out anybody for Thanksgiving, please do it. Uh, it's nobody should go hungry, and we still have a lot of people in this world that are going hungry. And obviously, we're not because we're fat, or uh, it's a glandular problem or something. <laughs> but if you have a chance to help out somebody, please help out somebody. Uh, we've we've donated to the Cleveland Food Bank here. Uh, we also have donated a Thanksgiving dinner to a family in need. So if you have a chance to do it. And then finally, Brian, your Cleveland Cavaliers. Man, they're looking good, bud. I have my doubts. I have my doubts, but Jared Allen, Darius Garland, man, they are looking good. There he is. Oh, Justin Masters, Nolan, oh boy. Who are they guarding? Pocketbook. Yeah, thanks, Kevin. Kevin's giant in now. <laughs> Who is our uh, Cavs re, our Cavs lover? Are we going to put it that way? Our uh, Cavs correspondent? There it is. Right, there you go. Yeah, he's sure. the unofficial Cavs correspondent of the league. Yeah. We will get him on to talk some Cavs with us because him and I tried to, but I had to, I was on his show and we had to, go through a horrible loss to the Patriots, and I just had to see what was going to happen there. So, <laughs> on that note, though, uh, we named the show after it. It's not pretty, but it works. We beat the Detroit Lions 13-10, to 10, Brian. Oh, my God. It was not pretty. It oh. was messy. It was everything else. Uh, At least we didn't tie them. That is true. At least we're not Pittsburgh. Great. <laughs> um, it was it was just oh, it was something, Bry. It was it was definitely something. It was something special. Uh, I want to get your thoughts on uh, the game, bud. Because I mean, everybody's got their own personal thoughts. I mean, 
we have been hearing a train wreck of a lot of things for like the past three days on any kind of media here in Cleveland. And it's been, I mean, I've had to shut it off sometimes because it's just been like, you realize we did win. I know it wasn't pretty, but if we did win, but it feels like a loss here in Cleveland. So how do you feel? Yeah. This was it, the whole, honestly, the whole weekend, even Friday leading up to it, it was just a weird feeling for me because I know the Browns were five and five heading into this game and it was a game that they most likely were going to win. But I just, I, I had a hard time getting excited for it just because we were going against a team that hadn't won yet this year. We were going against their backup. So for me, it almost seemed like maybe almost kind of a lose-lose situation because, like, unless we won 41-3, to three, I don't know if I was going to be happy about it because it's like, well, they should, you know, score at least 30 points on the Detroit Lions. They should only give up, you know, three or six points to a guy named Tim Boyle. And so it, it, I was just – I was kind of psyching myself up to be let down because I knew we weren't going to crush him like that. And as reality would have it, you know, it was – it wasn't bad. The first half looked about what I expected, um, you know, and had they continued that into the second half, I think we'd all be feeling pretty good about uh, this past week and saying, well, the Browns did what they did. It wasn't flashy, but – you know, they got the job done. They did what we all expected them to do. But, man, that second half, that was scary. And, uh, you know, right before Baker's second interception, I think we were up 13-7. to seven. I turned to one of my friends, and I was like, all right, you know, we still got this. Just the one thing you can't do, you can't turn the ball over here. And he threw it off one guy's hands. He should have caught it. And then another guy caught the tip. And so – I got worried. I had to take – once the game was over, I took several deep breaths to try to remind myself, like, okay, we got the win. You know, we're 6-5. and five. That's the best-case scenario after today. But, man, looking back on it, you certainly don't feel like you got the win because you feel like you were playing a JV squad and you kind of eat one out there. Yeah, I, I, I truly get now, Vinny, you did watch the game, correct? I did end up watching the game. Oh, I cannot wait for that. So, Vinny, how did you feel about this game? Um, I I was worried after the first quarter, and it was still, it was it was still zero zero. zero. And I'm going, oh, what the heck is going on? How have we not like scored or anything? I'm going, oh, so worried. And uh, you know, well, shortly after, then you know, in the second quarter, we did end up getting the first touchdown. So I was okay with that at that point, but I'm going, we we should be doing so much better. I mean, I was kind of thankful that they were giving the ball to Chubb, letting them run it, and it, it pretty much was a, a running game. Yes. You know, that was you know really doing a lot of the work, I felt. And uh, it was whoever was going to run the most yards was going to end up winning that game, and it was it was tight. It was close. Yeah, the uh, the thing that got me, and you know, Bry, I was, I was kind of like Vinny when it's zero zero after the first quarter, and it was like, oh, what the hell is going on? What kind of crap show are we getting into? And I started adding in the weather and everything else, and I think I predicted, I think it was seventeen to ten is what I predicted the score to be, so I was close on mm-hmm. what I predicted. Sure, but, you know, it was one of those games that I I still think the offense wasn't there. 
you have Chubb coming back, and Chubb, gotta love Nick Chubb. Nick Chubb is a different person than anybody else in the NFL. When you watch him run, it's different. When you watch him catch a pass, it's different. It's not like normal running backs in the NFL. It really isn't. And to watch him do what he did, like when I knew we were going to win was the first run I saw Chubb take, and I think it was one of the linebackers trying to come up and lay a really good hit on him, and Chubb just lowered his shoulder in his helmet and laid that linebacker out and got the first down. I'm like, we're in charge. Right now I know we're in charge because Nick is ready to play. He got his first hit, he got his bell rung, and he's ready to go. He's pissed off now. And he ended up Mm -hmm. being pissed off the entire game because he had – what, like 186 total yards or something like that? He had a couple of screen passes. Everything else, all you got to do. We still have to figure out what the hell's going on with the passing game. But the one thing I do have to say, though, our only touchdowns were passing. So you can't really bitch that much because when they got to red zone, they scored. Well, no, Jarvis ran one in. Well, yeah, I, well I forgot about Jarvis. I, and the other I, one, yeah, right. The other one was like, I don't know. I, maybe I sound like a hater, but it was kind of a glorified handoff. It was just a play action little pitch to uh to Chubb there. That's yeah. fine. You can be a hater. You're, I mean, you're from <laughs> That's what happens. Um, but you know, it's fine. <laughs> you're you're used to it. I mean, like soup cans <laughs> get thrown at you during the, the game. Um, <laughs> it's just it it's it was weird game. It was a weird game all around. Nobody was. I think the weirdest part of it is this game was in hand, and then there was one flute play the entire game, and that was the touchdown run where right. JOK got fooled, Grant Delpit got fooled, and John Johnson blew a tackle. And, blew a t- and it was a 60-yard touchdown run. If it wasn't wow. for that, it would have been 13-3. to three. Plus, you got to factor in we had a missed field goal and Hurricane wins. Yeah. <laughs> I mm-hmm. feel I felt bad because I saw that one first kick of the extra point. I'm like, oh, wow, he just line drive that thing in. He is not feeling comfortable right now kicking. <laughs> but, I mean, it was it was went that way. It was just a weird game, right? But you know something? They had to do what they had to do. And guess what? They won. All right? Yeah. Guess what? On to the next game. You got to win. You got to win now. You cannot do this. I don't care if you win by three, one, 35. I don't care how you look. Right now, we think this team is a playoff team. Well, guess what, boys? You got to win. You got to win out. That's right. Or at least come close to winning out to make the playoffs and cause chaos. And the thing is, is we'll get into it here in a second, Brian. These next two games, the game by game, will tell you where you're at. Because if you lose these two, you might as well ship it in because there's nothing, no way you're going to catch it, no way you're going to playoffs. These two games are going to determine whether you're going to the playoffs or not. These two right here. Yeah, um, it's it's it's. I understand saying a win's a win. Um, I just I don't understand as a Browns fan how you could watch these past two games that we've played and feel encouraged. Um, you know, people want to say, well. Uh, Baltimore only beat Detroit on a last-second Hail Mary field goal. Pittsburgh tied Detroit. Well, there's different circumstances than what we had uh, on Sunday. You know, Jared Goff played in both those games. Pittsburgh was without their starting quarterback, and they tied them. So, 
I was just, I was expecting to see more and I kind of set myself up to be disappointed. And I was, and I don't know the Ravens don't look great. So I'm not going to say that they don't have a chance on Sunday. Cause I think they certainly do, but I don't know how you could be encouraged going into this game and the following week's game. And I don't know why, um, why Kevin Stefanski, why the front office decided to put Baker back out there. Um, certainly we think that, uh, that Case Keenum is perfectly capable of beating the worst team in the league. And I, it kind of dawned on me, I think they just they must not have any confidence at all in Case Keenum because if Case Keenum can't beat uh, the Detroit Lions with a backup quarterback, then who do you feel comfortable putting Case Keenum in there to beat? So it, they must see Keenum in practice, and maybe he looks terrible. I don't know. I'm not there. But um, for them to keep shuttling Baker in and out of there when he's playing this bad and not even consider making a change, I just – to me, it doesn't make sense. I see, I see teams, NFL teams, good NFL teams, every single week, throw their backup out there, trust their backup, and their backup gets them a win. You know, Colt McCoy, uh, Cooper Rush, Trevor Simeon. Uh, there's plenty of got plenty of backups that go out there and play teams that are twice the team of the Detroit Lions, and they come out with a win. So, why it would have been so nice to give Baker two weeks off play the Ravens, give him two more weeks off and play the exact same team. And hopefully he gets some momentum that way. But for them to throw him out there, you know, I don't know if it's a Baker thing. I don't know if it's a Stefanski thing. I don't know why he went out there, but it just didn't seem like a very smart move to me, to be honest. And this is now two games in a row that Baker's looked pretty piss poor. And, you know, if we're not playing – the worst team in the league with their backup quarterback. I don't know if we win that game and we're singing a whole different tune. Uh, no, it, here's you got, I can't even read his name right now. Can you read running, running bald man, running bald man? I think, it, oh, it's Justin. All right. So <laughs> I'm pretty sure it's Justin. I, cause he, I, I think so, but I guess not. Probably not. But, you know, the season hasn't played out the way we thought it would. And, you know, you and I have talked. We got in an argument at the office about Baker Mayfield. Mm-hmm. I'm not about to do it today because. No, just, that was it's fine. You know, I, it's not. Yeah, it is Justin. Thanks, Justin. <laughs> All right. So I'm not going to get an argument. But I understand this should be a coach's decision. But it's also one of those things that it's hard for me to justify because he's wanting to play. He's not going to come out because he's hurt, because everybody else plays hurt. He's trying to at least show his guys, his team, that he is in charge of that team. And no matter what happens, whether he be in a wheelchair or not, he's going to try to play for these guys. He's going to do whatever he can to play for these guys. And it's almost like he's trying to get them to run with him right now because he knows he's hurt. He knows he's playing really hurt. And he's trying to get the team galvanized and kind of like charge with him on that. And it just seems like it's fallen short. I don't know if it's because of the coaching of trying to protect him 
and not get him hit and killed. I mean, I, I see the same thing you do, Bri. I feel like he shouldn't be out there right now. I think he should have taken, especially after after this game right here and watching what I saw at 13 to 10, I think he should take the next two weeks off and then come back for the second Baltimore game. But, you know, right. it is what it is. But right now, the shoulder is never going to get better. The right. shoulder is hurt, and it's never sure. going to get better. Everything else right now is, Nick, it's bumps and bruises that you get throughout. J.C. Treader plays through this stuff all the time. Granted, he's an right. offensive lineman. Right. He's trying to set a tone for this team to say, no, the backup's not coming in. I am your guys' quarterback. I, I I understand I understand that mentality for sure. It, it's it's hard to have that self awareness, but Baker also said, "If I'm hurting the team, I'm not going to play." And I don't know how you watch these last two games and say he's not hurting the team. His QBR this past week was eight, which uh, an average quarterback puts up a fifty QBR. So the fact that he was that much further down. From uh from an average quarterback, I mean I'm not saying it's easy for him to just put himself on the bench. You know I don't even know if it's his responsibility to do that. Well, but man, I, it's just it's hard to watch, and and it seems like drama's bubbling up. Uh, if you watch that press conference, I don't know if you plan on getting into it. Um, or his Zoom call yesterday, he's. You know, he's frustrated. The fans are frustrated. The fans are booing, maybe not necessarily him. They're booing the offensive uh, production, and none of which falls on the shoulders of Nick Chubb. It falls on everyone else in the offense, whether it be the offensive line receivers. The offensive line on that one. No, I I wouldn't, but some people might. Yeah, and I understand. Everybody keeps showing the – you know, the all 22 or the, you know, the pro football focus and everything else that wide receivers are just regular wide open and blah, blah, blah. Well, as a quarterback, you have your certain reads that you're supposed to look at first. Those are supposed to be the first guys that are open. And you mm-hmm. look at those first before you transition out of it. So Baker's got one to two, maybe three reads right out of the gate that he can see. So if a guy's streaking at the end downfield, he's might not be supposed to be looking that way. And I'm not making excuses, but also you got to factor in right now that Stefanski's got to do something with this offense to make everything comfortable. If Baker's not comfortable being under center because he doesn't want to get hit, put him in the shotgun. You look at all these offenses that have adapted to their quarterback, Kyler Murray. You've had Justin Fields with Nagy, even though Nagy got him killed the other day. But you have all these people that have adjusted their offense to their quarterback. I don't know what's going on with Stefanski and not adjusting and getting Baker at least a little bit more time in the shotgun. Yes, I understand you're still going to peel the edge. I understand it's the NFL. But Chubb can run from a shotgun. So can Kareem Hunt. They've done it before. If you're worried about the run game, you don't need to because they've done it before. So I don't know if they need to get him backed up into shotgun to get him a little bit more view of the field instead of under center. So he's not looking into that defensive tackle range and he gets a little bit more sight. Or as Baker said, he played like shit. Maybe this is a wake up call to Baker going, my body's finally hurt and I need to do something. I need to stop being afraid to throw passes. 
because I still think he is afraid to throw an interception because he did two of them and one of them was tipped. But you look at some of the other throws, he's throwing at people's feet. You know, the one throw to Jarvis, it was like 10 yards over his head. Yeah, it was. Like you, you're sitting there watching some of these throws and it's like, yeah. dude, this is not the Baker Mayfield I've seen. No. Like, I, I don't understand because we've seen the Baker Mayfield throw it in tight windows and throw it accurately in tight windows. And it's just like, it's there's something off, and I don't know what it is. I don't know if it's mental. I don't know if it's physical. I don't know if it's coaching. I don't know if it's him. I don't know if it's his wife, offensive line, anything else. I don't know what it is, but it's got to get fixed for this team to make the playoffs because if it doesn't, they're not going to make the playoffs. Yeah, that throw, uh, that pick that he threw to Jarvis that went five feet over his head, that was alarming. That was a uh, pretty wide open receiver nobody near him and he couldn't connect and like you said we don't know if it's mental we don't know if it's physical but fact of the matter is I don't really care if it's mental if it's physical whatever it is the truth is he just can't make the throws right now and we hope he can change it in a week maybe he can I don't know um but man if I'm Stefanski you have to have a plan in place if baker looks like that again you have to have a plan to get him out of there because you can't go through an entire game you're not playing the detroit lions uh all signs point to lamar jackson being back again this week so you can't afford to fall down behind by two touchdowns you have to get up there you have to put up points you have to stay consistent with your offense and i i don't know i i for me, I'm a little worried about what the what the dynamic is in the locker room because what, since this OBJ trade, you know, all the fans think that he was all the 100% the problem. But in that locker room, OBJ had a lot of supporters. And are those same supporters now revolting against Baker? They look at Baker, they see the same things we see. These wide receivers are open. My quarterback can't get me the ball. So – how are they? They're probably more frustrated than we are. They're saying, I'm doing my job. We just don't have a quarterback good enough to get me the ball. So there's, I guarantee there's guys in that locker room that are upset about it. And then on top of that, you throw in the drama um, involving the him leaving early on Sunday, not, not addressing the media, then him addressing the media on Monday and you know, I listened kind of closely to it, and, and on three separate occasions, I think he called out the media saying, uh, you know, I don't have to just any justify anything to you guys. He called out the organization saying, you know, this organization hasn't won in a really long time, and he called out the fans. And then on top of that, his wife called out his teammates on Instagram. So to me, winning cures everything. But if, if we drop this game and we have to sit around and chew on it for two weeks, um, you know, it could get really bad for the Browns uh, in that locker room. And I don't want to see it, but I, I'm hopeful that we can fix it. it it's just I don't want to think about how bad it could be. So we're, we're going to – yeah, I don't want to think about it either. Kevin, our boy from the Voice of the Land podcast, Baker's paid horribly, and there's no excuse. There really isn't. But 
they're not even running tempo, and he even brings it up. I just wanted to see him run tempo, try to get a rhythm going, because right now we're just a predictable offense, which we truly are. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. Justin, I love you, brother. You can blame progressive all you want to. Every commercial that Baker does is in the offseason. It is not during the season. So when he's on doing vacations, everything else, these are when those are being shot. So you can blame progressive all you want to. It's not a bad curse. And by the way, I still giggle at some of those because those commercials are bad. I can't help it. Some, especially the one with Doug Deacon. I love the one with Doug Deacon. He goes, "Ah, oh, Baker's here. Uh, Baker's getting another cup of coffee. Uh, you got to stop it. It's not Sunday. <laughs> I, I think I'm the opposite of most people because those commercials kind of make me like Baker even more. They, they let me see the human side of him, the funny side of him. And I'm like, all right, maybe he's not a bad guy. But then he comes back and he throws a pitch or something. I get pissed off at him again. And the other thing is, Brian, and you know something, as a head of the franchise, which he is right now, he is the quarterback Mm -hmm. of the franchise. I understand you got to come out. You got to talk to the media. You got to put on your game face. You got to do all that stuff on Sunday. He knew he played so horribly on Sunday. Okay. I, I can almost, it's almost like one of us having a bad day. And you have the one person that you know, no matter what happens, you're going into work, you know they're going to be like, what's wrong? What's wrong? What's wrong? What's wrong? What's wrong? And you just don't want to hear it that day. Mm -hmm. He he didn't have to address the media on Monday. He did. He should have done it Sunday. But at some point in time, when you're having a horrible day, and I'm not making excuses for that, because you're supposed to greet the media. There's ways around it. There's ways to talk about it. We both know that. You can just one line them the entire time, and that's fine. But if you are not in the right place coming off of that field, and you got to go up, and you're going to give people clipboard stuff throughout the week. Now, granted, you should push that out of your head, but they're still going to talk about it. And it's not just his wife, it's family, it's friends, it's colleagues, it's everybody else going, man, you hear what they're saying about you? Like, if I came home from work and going, oh, man, Bri, honey, Bri said this about you. What? Like, it's just one of those things, like, you still hear the noise. No matter what happens, you can't shut the noise off until the offseason. And he's going to hear the noise. But he's got to learn how to block that out. We started to see a little bit of immature Baker come back with this press conference. And it scares me because that immature Baker gave us 2019 also. And I'm kind of scared that the locker room, like you said, is lost because of it. Yeah, I, you know, I don't even kill him for – I understand what you're saying about him uh, taking off, having a bad day, not wanting to face the media. So I don't kill him for that. Um, you know, I'm not a part of the media, so I don't really care that he wasn't there. I, I understand him wanting to gather his thoughts and maybe running a little hot. I think he was hurt. You know, he'll tell you that he wasn't, but he was hurt by those boos. He probably took it personally uh, to himself. So he just wanted to get out of there and not say anything stupid. So exactly. I understand that. But um, Because you don't want to lose, it, first off, just, you, don't want, you don't want to lose the fan base and you also don't want to lose the team. Because if you go up in front of that camera and you say something stupid, you can lose the entire team. And especially when this team is going like this right now, because we're on a wave. Absolutely. Well, it, it um. But then it kind of occurred to me that there's kind of a double standard or maybe not a double standard. Maybe there's more heat than I'm 
acknowledging, but you know, didn't didn't everybody get up in arms when OBJ's dad called out Baker? And now we have Baker's wife calling out his teammates, and you know, everyone's just kind of like, Oh yeah, you know, she kind of does that. We got rid of OBJ as a result of his dad calling out Baker. You know, what's the pushback for Emily Mayfield calling out? basically reposting something that called Baker's teammates soft. So he also, where does that land? I, I get you, bud, but also you got to factor in that she re during the game. If anybody claims her name, she retweets it. She doesn't read it. She does like 500 of them. Sounds like an excuse. I, you, you, you're in the public eye. You should know better than that. I don't, I don't believe that she's that dumb that she just, repost 500 things like she said i I, okay she knows exactly what she's doing all right i and and it's probably out of frustration because in all reality i don't know how you could watch his performance on sunday and think that he played well so she's probably frustrated that he's not playing well and people are piling on so i understand it but at a certain point put your phone down you're gonna you're gonna light yourself on fire and she kind of did that all right so i got all right Justin, that was probably the most horrible thing to happen to Tim Couch in Cleveland. He got hurt. It was walking off the field and they booed him. All right. It'd be a different story. They cheered him for getting hurt. They cheered him for getting hurt. So, yes, I would cry at that point in time, too, because guess what? That guy to come in and play what he did, if Tim Couch, and I still think this, if he went to any other organization besides the Browns, I think he'd be all right. I think he I I think he would have been not a Hall of Famer, but he would have been a really decent quarterback in the NFL. But because he went behind a crappy offensive line and an expansion team, he got destroyed. And not a little bit destroyed. He got hurt so bad that he couldn't even lift his arm half the time. So I'm not going to that one I'm not touching. That I have <laughs> I'm not that guy. I'm not that guy to boo, but um, I'm not saying I'm not crucifying the people that do boo. I'm not going to boo. I'll boo the other team, but I'm not going to boo our own team. I'll just be frustrated and, you know, kicking and screaming to myself. But yeah, if you want to boo, you know, whatever. I, I still support Baker. Baker's still our best chance to win this year. As long as he's healthy, um, you know, we'll have nine months of conversation on, where the Browns need to go in quarterback in the offseason. But for right now, Baker's your best chance. You're not getting a golden night walking through that door that's going to lead you to six straight wins. So hopefully hopefully he can turn it around, get some confidence. We know that's kind of a huge part of his game is just regaining confidence. And I think if he can regain his confidence, we won't be hearing so much about his injuries. Like he had confidence, all the confidence in the world in the Cincinnati game. And, and he played well. So you just have to – we need to go back to the basics, go back to what we did last year, get Baker some easy throws, get him feeling himself a little bit. And, uh, you know, we can do it. We can beat these teams. These teams that uh, that are coming up, they're not unbeatable. Um, but it's not going to be easy for anyone's from here on out. Look at the NFL. I mean, you had the Bills go down to Houston, right? Or no, uh, Bill Indy. Houston beat to oh boy Jose came in. Oh, oh yeah Jose chimed in but uh uh Bears blew it by the way Jose 
we could have used that. Got 85 bears. Bears, 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 bears. bears. Uh, Yeah, Justin came back and goes, how many quarterbacks will we have that would have been good if they did if they would have had a good o- offensive line? Um, Tim two. Couch, Brady Quinn. <laughs> Shut your face! Shut your oh, face, yeah. Brady Quinn. Oh, yeah. You were just That's- so happy they drafted Brady Quinn. I don't want to hear that. <laughs> I was pretty pumped. I was pretty pumped. I know you were. Like I was pumped about certain other draft picks that didn't pay it ever. Brian Rubisky. I know it's all right. All right, so let's get into Garrett Wilson. You want to get into our ham and illegal ham of the week? What do you want? You mm-hmm. want ham or illegal ham? Um, I'll keep it positive. I'll go ham and I'll take the easy one. And oh, you that's Nick Chubb. Um, Nick Chubb was the reason we won this game. Uh, and here's one thing we haven't talked at all about, and that's the defense. And the defense is. They're not playing great. It doesn't always look pretty, but you played Tim Boyle and basically you gave up seven points because Baker handed them the ball almost in the red zone. So they're going to get at least a field goal off of that. So you held them to a field goal there. The seven points that Detroit got was on one play, one blown play, a couple bad tackles. Um, And so, yeah, give the defense a ton of credit, but, since I can't pick a whole unit, I'll, I'll pick Nick Chubb. And I, it's hard to admit, but I think if, if the Browns don't have Nick Chubb and Miles Garrett at this point, I think they're an average team because those guys are so dominant on each side of the ball and nobody wants to hear it. The other thing that's special about the Browns is the offensive line. But, you know, Nick Chubb, Kareem Hunt, Miles Garrett, I mean – that's how we go. That that's what makes this engine run, and they we need them to perform week in and week out. And thankfully, Nick Chubb showed up. So after having COVID, it's not as easy as you might think it is. But um, hats off to you. All right, my illegal ham of the week goes out to two people. I know Jok is coming back off an of injury, so I'll give him a little bit of slack. But he's one of them. But Grant Delpit. I haven't heard shit from you, and I don't know how long you missed the tackle along with John Johnson that gave up the touchdown. Where is this playmaker at that we got that's in our safety room? And I, I, I haven't heard from him in, like, what, like four weeks, it feels like? Like, is he even playing? I've heard Ward. I've heard Greedy. I've heard Greg Newsom. I've heard John Johnson make some plays. Troy Hill, little baby Garrett. Like, I've heard everybody else make plays except for that. And also, Cloudy, where the hell are you at? Like, I haven't heard Cloudy's name in two weeks. Two weeks I haven't heard Cloudy's name. And you know something I saw out of this game? Is they realize that Garrett's going to do what Garrett does, and they're trying to pull a tight end or running back out right behind him and hit him in the flat because they know he's going to overrush. And... They're trying to eat him up alive that way by catching him on the backside. So that is my legal game of the game. I, I just where's Grant Delpit? That's the only thing I want to know. Where is he? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you know, I don't want to make an excuse for, for the defense or anything, but they're still 
very young. Grant Delph is basically a rookie. Um, but you're right. We need to see. We need to see more production out of him. I'm not excusing him at all. Um, you know, Ronnie Harrison again continues to make boneheaded plays, and I don't know if he's long for this Cleveland Browns team. But um, yeah, our safeties are kind of what our defense is built around, other than our front four. And to this point, I'd say that they've underperformed. So we need to see more. All right, we are playing the Ravens this week, Bri. Yeah. And I want to get your keys of the game against the Ravens because right now Lamar Jackson is coming back off of a uh oh okay, you're good. Off of a sickness. Uh and he didn't play last week, so they're pretty much saving him for this game because they want to make a statement. Um, sure, three games in a row. Uh, how do you feel about this game? But uh, well, they got well. You got to think for them though. They're looking at them. They got us, Steelers, and then us again. So they got three divisional games back to back, and this right. can break their season too. And they've been lucky yeah. as shit the entire time. And we both hate the Ravens. So how- I was watching that game. It was tough to watch against the Bears. The Bears hit that deep play, and I was going nuts with like two minutes left, and then they let a backup quarterback march down the field on them, and that pass to Sammy Watkins down to like the three-yard line. He was wide open. How do they get so damn lucky? It's I ridiculous. Know. I don't know. but Thankfully, the Steelers' luck is running out. I'm telling you that right now because – they would have won that game Sunday night if they still had the luck they've had in years past, but it's running out. That a boy. There's the Steelers hate up love. <laughs> all right. So what do you think they gotta do to beat the Ravens this week? I mean, it's simple. We all know it. It's contained Lamar Jackson. Lamar Jackson is how that team runs. And you know, you hope Justin Tucker's not pulling sixty yard field goals out of his butt. And you contain Lamar Jackson, their running game. Although uh, Dante Freeman is is making his way back and, and making an impact, he's still nothing special. Uh, they have good, young, fast wide receivers that you're going to have to account for. But Mark Andrews, that's the, that's the one guy that kind of scares me because the Browns have sucked against tight ends for as long as I can remember. And he's killed the Browns in the past. So you got to contain him. Because he's he's the safety blanket for Lamar Jackson. If he can't scramble, he's going to look to pass it to him. So you contain the scrambling. You contain Mark Andrews. I think you can beat them. All right. So offensive wise, or you already did offensive wise. How can you attack the Baltimore Ravens? Yeah, it, it, and it comes down to getting healthier. It sounds like uh, Kareem Hunt is going to be back for this game. And hopefully Jack Conklin, I don't know for sure. I'd feel more confident in Hunt being back than Conklin. Um, but if Conklin's back there, hopefully he plays well. And they're, the, the New England Patriots and really teams all year have known that the Browns run, the Browns offense runs through their run game. And if you can contain them, then you just, you pretty much have the game won because up to this point, Baker hasn't proven that he can beat you. And they have a good corner in Marlon Humphreys. And, you know, he's going to take away probably Jarvis. I don't know if he shadows him or not, but it you got to run the game. It's going to be our strength versus their strength. 
They're going to stop it. We just have to be better than them. We have to run the ball because if we can't run the ball, we need heroics from Baker and, you know, hopefully he can come through, but it's hard to have confidence in him because we haven't seen it yet this year. All right. So my defensive against the Ravens, you got to play man press again. You play man press against Detroit. These guys do not have, they have speedsters and wide receivers, but they're not good. They're okay. And you have the corners that you can play man press on them. And I am with you. I understand you got to contain Lamar. And at that point in time, I'm not too concerned about it. If you can contain Mark Andrews from getting 200 yards on you, receiving wise, that's the linebackers, that's the safeties. You two have got to step up and stop this because they're going to eat you in the middle if you don't. Because Mark Andrews is legit number one tight end and he, he, He's owned us for years. So if you mm-hmm. can stop that onslaught because they're running backs, they don't have running backs. They have Lamar Jackson. All their running backs got hurt. So that's right. the way I see this game going. And offensive-wise for the Browns, and I'm going to go a little bit different from you. Um, I know they still have Marlon Humphreys and all that other stuff, but I think with this game, I think you got to let them loose. I, I think you got to let the wide receivers loose. I think you got to let everybody loose because they know you're going to run it no matter what. We're still going to run it with Chubb. But if we get Kareem Hunt back, I have a true feeling that we're going to go five wide and we're going to just start chucking the ball around because they don't have any other corners to match up. And I know as you put your head down, you, you're just <laughs> that is That has not been a good formula for no, the Browns this season. It, five it hasn't. Trust me, it hasn't. <laughs> It, trust me, it hasn't, and I'm, I'm. The only reason why I'm saying it is because that's how I feel it should turn out. But you know, something uh, we never know. Right. I mean, it, it is what it is. I still have a feeling that Chubb is going to dominate the game, and so is Hunt. But it might be a different way than what we think. I, I think it might be little bubble screens to Hunt or Landry out in the flat. It could be a lot of different things, but you got to spread this defense out and get them outside and not stack that box up. I think that's the way we're going to get them is outside. So let's see how it goes. Yeah, I just hope um, I hope Hunt is truly healthy and they're not rushing him back because if you can have Chubb lined up in the backfield, you can have Hunt in the slot, that unlocks a whole lot of different play calls for the Browns. And because they can they can focus in on your running back in the backfield and try to stop the run there. But if we throw a little screen or a little bubble out to Hunt and get him in space, I mean, he, he's better than any wide receiver that we have in space, any tight end that we have in space. So if you can get him the ball when they're all focusing on Chubb, yeah, that, that's very scary um, for a defense to face to try to know we have to stop that guy. But, oh, crap, all of a sudden we have a guy out there that's just as good as him and maybe yeah. a little bit more shifty. So I just hope that uh, I hope that he's healthy and I hope they make a point to get him the ball and to have those two guys on the field at the same time. That's what I'm hoping for right there. I want to see both of those guys. I know we got a fullback. I want to see Hunt and Chubb on the same time, at least 70% of the time on this game. I Even if you don't even throw it to him, I want that threat out there with those two. There, there are most dangerous offensive players 
there are two most dangerous offensive players, and frankly, I don't think it's that close. All right. Well, guess what? It's time to make our predictions. And Fatty won last week with 17 to 10. So, yep. uh, Vinny, you had 27 24. Brian, what did you have? You I had 20, 20, 23 to 17. Something like 26. that. All right. What are you looking for? 13. See, this is. I had 13 I for, for the Lions. I know. I might have 23 13. 24, 13, something like that. I don't even know if it works. I gave him a pin. I don't even know if it works. See, this <laughs> is what happens when we do a live show and I come back and I don't even, yeah. Have to guard against, Kevin, or have to guard against the influence of the bye week. That is true. Sure. Earn your week off. Hey, one game at a time, right? One game at a time. Oh, we saw uh, the Tennessee Titans looking ahead. To their bye week this past week against Houston, and they got boat raced. So they better not be look. Thankfully, it's a nationally televised game. It's a Sunday night game, prime time, and it's a um, it's a division game. And we're coming off two pretty bad performances. So if Kevin Stefanski is worth anything at all, he'll have his team ready for this game. Not looking ahead. Yeah, I'm trying to help video out because we didn't mark anything down that last week because we were out. Yeah, I, I think right. I had 20. I said 24. Like three weeks. So, you know, <laughs> uh-huh. we got to get this thing updated. Uh-huh. I'm going on right. your numbers. Well, no. But the other one, yeah. All right. So this week I'm going to go score first because I'm still kind of in the lead with my uh, little asterisk point. Sure. This game scares me, but I think it's going to be a closer game than what people think. And I'm going to go 23 to 20. Cleveland Browns. Okay. I like it. Um, I just, it's hard for me to have faith in this offense. So, unfortunately, yeah, I'll go the Rappers. Uh, 20, let's say 27, uh, Baltimore, and we'll give uh, Cleveland three field goals, 16 for the Browns. 16. All right, Betty, you got to predict on this one? Oh, man. Um, hmm. You can catch up to Bri if you pick the Browns. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. Be bold. Be bold. I'm going to be bold. I'm going to go Cleveland's going to win this. And yeah. I ended up saying... I love how you're smiling. Come on, give it to us. Uh, I don't know, man. I, Come on! I want the faith. I want the faith in the Browns, and just it makes it difficult to spit out words. No, it's not. Uh, it's it's a number, and it's not no, words. No, no <laughs> numbers are words. Come on, numbers are words. Um, I'm gonna go twenty-three sixteen, Cleveland. He's going to piggyback off of you. No, not really. He said 27-16. Yep, I said 27-16. Okay. But he's, he's got the Browns. I like you guys' confidence. I hope you're right. Absolutely. And, and no, You have to be confident, Bri. By the way, I'm taking your win, 23. I'm taking Bri's loss. Oh, of course. He's, he's piggybacking our win's loss again. <laughs> so I thought I, I thought I heard something um, the other day that like if the Browns win both 
these games, both games against Baltimore, um, our chance of making the playoffs is like 75%. Yes, we were taking the lead. And we know if, if they lose, both, we're probably done. Our goose is cooked. But if yep. we split, we're maybe still alive a little bit, like 30 We have to win. We have to win. From here on out, we, we have got to win. For me to start feeling confident again in the Browns, and it starts – this will be the tougher of the two because uh, because we're tired, we're beat up, we're going on the road. Um, but if, it's, if there's time to do it, it's now – there's the what the NFL has shown us this year is it's unpredictable. So exactly by all means, the Browns have a chance to win this. All right. So Vinny, are you ready to get us into our Fat Boy Tuesday? Oh, oh, he is not ready. Uh, what? He's clicking it. Oh, you know what? I can stall it. We're already over an hour. I know we are. And now it's time for Fat Boy Tuesday. And welcome to Fat Boy Tuesday. It is Thanksgiving. That's the so, only way I can cut you off. I know. We're going to do a quick Fat Boy Tuesday because everybody loves Thanksgiving. I mean, we love the food. We love the family time. We love all about Thanksgiving. So I want to kind of get your guys's, uh, let's let's go your favorite dishes that you look forward to. for I mean, everybody loves the turkey, but like, let's go favorite side dishes for Thanksgiving that you look forward to. And Brian, why don't you give me two dishes that you look forward to? Uh, the two I look forward to is, and it's going to sound basic, but um, uh, mashed potatoes. My aunt actually calls them like holiday potatoes because she puts like a crap ton of sour cream in them. And it's the only time I get them like that all year. So Ooh. that would be one of them. And the other one is also pretty basic, but... Honestly, I don't have it any other time throughout the year, and that's stuffing because I get three, four helpings of it, and you know I can't have enough of it. It, it any kind of stuffing, and that's the one thing about stuffing is I've yet to have a bad stuffing, even though I only have it, you know, a couple times a year. I've yet to have a bad one, so give it all to me. It's nothing too fancy. I'm a simple man. That's what I love. I don't even do turkey unless it's really good. What do you do for meat then? Uh, let me take that back. I do turkey. I always, you know, I don't want to disrespect anybody. So I always <laughs> put some turkey on there. It's called um, no, no thank you helping. Thank Yes. Good That's call, Vinny. Yes. No thank you. Like, so you, like, you like one this, piece of turkey and then just fill up on the sides. That's what you guys right. are saying. <laughs> Unless it's good. Like this past weekend when he smoked two turkeys. I couldn't get. I had three, four, five helpings of it. It was good, but uh, yeah, a lot of times it's just kind of average. All right, we're going to go with Kevin. And by the way, Kevin Arnold, you can find him on the Voice of Land podcast. He is a great friend of ours. We love him so much. He said deviled <laughs> eggs and homemade noodles, Janas, and I can't go wrong with that. And hold on, me, I'm like Rye. I don't oh stuffing besides Thanksgiving. So Jana actually loves deviled yeah. eggs and homemade noodles. And he loves oh. stuffing. Uh, stuffing for... I can't read it. Vinny, I can't. I don't have my glasses on. Side but. stuffing, uh, dessert, grandma's orange grandma's salad. salad. Oh, yeah. I do the really oh, yeah. Marshmallows, Cool Whip, pecans. Oh, wow. That oh, sounds wow. delicious. That does sound delicious. Nice. So for me personally, the way my family works 
is I got to go with my mom's green bean casserole. Mm-hmm. Now, she does something different than most people do. I don't know what it is, but she makes like an extra tray just for me because I can just sit and eat that cold because I'm a monster like that. But the other thing, and uh, it started with my grandmother and my aunt has taken it over, um, a black raspberry pie. Now, she will make two separate ones for myself and my uncle because uh, him and I will come to blows on that pie (laughs) because uh, I just don't know what it is. I don't get it that often. I get it maybe once a year, maybe once every two years. But when I get that pie, I am eating the heck out of that pie. Like, I don't care about anything else that's on the table. I don't care about turkey, anything else. And yes, they know about the turkey three ways because I put it out on Twitter last year, Chris. Uh, everybody knows about the trifecta oh, yeah. that you put out with the rotisserie, which was fantastic. Oh, yeah. The smoke and smoke. the original. Deep fried? Deep fried in the fried. original. Yeah. So, so what was the best? Uh, to be honest, the rotisserie was actually the best. Get out of here. I'm being dead serious. He buttered that thing up with so much stuff. And, oh, my, Bri, I'm not joking. The rotisserie was the best thing. He actually had to buy a special rotisserie just to do the turkey. Wow. But the deep fry was great. Everything was great. It was just that rotisserie. Yeah, even Chris said, rotisserie, hands down. Where's it? Hands down. Okay. The rotisserie. You know what the okay. bad thing is? Wow. Is last year when I actually ate it, my dad walked out the door with half the turkey. He took all the rotisserie. Oh. <laughs> Ooh, pecan pie. Janet chimed in with pecan pie. Oh, yeah. yeah, my mom or, or my wife just started making a pecan pie and it's turned into a family that's, favorite. That's one so. thing that like I'll eat it, but I'm not a fan of pecan pie. Like I just I I no. Stop bad. Really? No. We got hold on. And we gotta get into like your oh, all right, go ahead and give your two because we gotta get into cool whip real quick. Oh, uh, so yeah, my two, my mom's um, green bean casserole. I absolutely love it. There's a, like and you only get green bean casserole during Thanksgiving. Like there's no other time green bean casserole like comes out. And everyone ends up going home with their personal own stuffing. Oh, so my mom makes nothing for for everybody. My brother gets one. My sister gets one. I get one. Oh yeah, definitely. So that way you guys so, don't fight. I I absolutely love the stuffing. Yeah, yeah. We run out of it. All right, Justin tried <laughs> in. He does three pies: pumpkin, apple, and cherry. Yeah, not yep. bad. Uh, we do we do at our four pies. We do a pumpkin, a pumpkin roll, a Dutch apple, yeah. and then we have the chocolate pie. Oh yeah. And oh boy, there's the wife. The wife's here. Ah, she goes yes, mom. and I can't wait. It's amazing. Is yes. it really that good, Abe? Really? Oh yeah. All right. Oh yeah. So now we're getting see what happens so, on our Thanksgiving special. What What I was going to bring up was, and this was something that I actually made for our get together last Saturday because I make it every year, and that's um, cheesy potatoes with a with little um, cornflakes and butter on top. Now it's delicious. Don't get me wrong, but is that really a Thanksgiving side? Do you guys do that Thanksgiving? Uh, no. See, my sister. Yeah, right. I would. I would say no either. Well, no, because 
like my sister does like the homemade noodles, like with the egg noodles. So we've always been like a mashed potatoes, sweet potatoes, noodles, sure. turkey, sure. succotash. You ever heard of succotash? I have. I don't know if I've had it. I'm sure I've had it. Uh, corn and li- corn and lima beans mixed together, oh. but with like a little bit of sugar, so it's sweet. And okay. Then, you know, then we do the rolls. The rolls are the huge thing because now sure. we know how to do sure. rolls down there. But and, like, and then, well, go ahead. No, no, no. It, it's just like we don't we don't think of like the cheesy potato as much because because everybody's bringing so many different sides in. Like right. we do like a seven layer salad. Um. The, it's just, it's a lot of just. All right. Like but you yeah, said. I, mean, I love, I love cheesy potatoes. Those are normally Christmas. But it's not Thanksgiving. Right. It's not Thanksgiving. You got your mashed potatoes. You got yeah. sweet potatoes. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So, yeah, I wouldn't consider that either, even though they're good. And then another one to bring sports and food together. I heard something, uh, Matt Judon for, um, for the New England Patriots, he was just ragging on macaroni and cheese and saying how it had nothing to do with uh, uh, Thanksgiving and it shouldn't be on your table. And I, I'm I'm not as passionate about it, but you know I love macaroni and cheese as well. But I don't think that's really a Thanksgiving thing. I don't think either. But I'm not going to turn my nose up to it and sit there. I'll eat sure, it. Sure, I'm, I'm eating it. <laughs> right. Right, simple, easy, but appetizer mac and cheese, like squares or something like that, triangles, you know. Oh, absolutely, (laughs) you know, homemade. Oh, yeah, good stuff. I think the wife's calling you. No, 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 actually, my nephew Dominic. Oh, all right, our youngest, our our youngest member. No, no, no. I already already asked. (laughs) Well, let's get one thing that I went back for seconds and thirds of was, um. I don't even know what's it called. It's it's like a cornbread, so it's cornbread, yeah. but it has little niblets of corn in it also, Ooh. and then it has melted cheese over the top of it. Is that corn casserole? I've heard that's like maybe, corn casserole. maybe, but I think like corn casserole might be a little mushier. This is like kind of like corn, but it was a sweeter cornbread. So, man, that was good. Well, if anybody's ever had it, tell us what the heck it is because I want to try it now. I don't, yeah, I don't know. It's the Check it out. Really good. Yeah. All right. Well, we're going to get into our top three now. Uh, Vinny, do we still have the sounder for the top three? Oh, I think we do. I don't know where we would lose it. All right. So before we get into our top three, Jana has brought something to our attention. And it's a question about Thanksgiving. Who gets to break the wishbone because it turns out being a fight in the family? So, Bride, do you guys do the break the wishbone in your family? Uh, we we used to quite often. I, I can't remember doing it um, over the last five to ten years. But, yeah, that was always a big deal. And whoever gets the bigger half is uh, is lucky for the next year, I believe. Okay, so uh, Vinny, do you do it? Um, we have done it in the past. Uh, usually, I rem- the only thing I ever remember is really mom goes ahead after the turkey and then she like hangs it up, dry it all dries out, obviously. And then I always end up losing track of it. So I don't know if I'm missing out on wishes 
every year or what or uh or what the what the protocol is on that but so normally when we in my family when we do it it's either if i'm down at my sisters it's me and my sister because we're kind of cleaning up everything afterwards or it is the oldest and the youngest in the clan so you get the oldest person and the youngest person and let them fight to the death over the wishbone so huh (laughs) We're weird like that. It's all right. Um, don't know who that is. Hi, Uncle DJ. I'm I'm wondering if that's that's uh, Dominic. I'm wondering if that's Dominic there. That's Dominic. Dom, is that you? That is him. <laughs> In our house, my grandmother picked who got it, and usually I can't read. I don't have my glasses. This sucks. I gotta get contacts. Uh, grandma or picked who got it. That was her favorite grandkid. Kid of the year. Oh, that's the way to do it. Uh, Jana, I bet you you were the favorite all the time. All right, let's get into our top three thankful things. And, uh, yep, it's Dom. Yep. And I'll, I'll go first. Uh, the first thing I'm thankful Hi, for, uh, I got my family in the military, uh, Patty, Pat, all all the military members. I'm thankful for you guys doing what you do. Uh, we say it at the end of the show. Every We thank our military and for everything you guys do. Uh, my number two um is definitely my two guys right here my Vinny, my bry we've been on a journey together it's been over a year now that we've been doing this show we've been doing it live now for i don't know how long but i can't thank you guys enough i don't want to do with anybody else because you guys are a blast i love you guys and my number one my family uh this year i will not be able to get to spend time with all of my family uh, as Hope and I and the boys are going to slum it up here in the wonderful Cleveland area as we have our turkey. But um, just our family in general. Like we do a Thanks Christmas with Hope's family. Um, our family is very accommodating because we know we're the only ones that are far away. And I just want to thank them, especially especially Hope, who uh, lets us do this upstairs in our house. <laughs> Um, can't thank her enough for what she's done for us with the banner, with everything else. So, you know, I want to thank them. So, Bry, you're up, bud. All right. Yeah, I mean, it's hard to will it down to three because there's uh, definitely a bunch to be thankful for. And I'll go ahead and waste my first one on Thanksgiving food. That's what I'm thankful for. I'm looking forward to this weekend. It's probably my favorite holiday. And it kind of, it irks me a little bit when people look past it and want to put up all their Christmas lights and this and that and won't have it in my house. But um, if that's your thing, if you're spreading joy, that's cool. Um, but yeah, I love Thanksgiving and, and everything that comes with it. So I'm really looking forward to this weekend. Uh, my number two, yeah, kind of goes along with your number three and it's all encompassing and it's, it's the country that we live in. It's, the land of the free is the communities that we live in. Um, you know, it's just a sense of pride uh, that we have. And just the fact that you can live your life and anything is possible. You can live your dreams and, you know, be thankful every day for the shelter over your head and, and what you have. And, um, you know, my number one kind of ties in with that. And that's, that's family, that's health, um, you know, 
we're both, we're all very blessed to have uh, many family members that we love a lot and that are very close to us. And, you know, all we've been through the last couple of years, uh, I'm very thankful that my family has made it through it and, you know, we're all still healthy and it goes, you know, kind of unsaid every single day. But if you have your health, do not take that for granted. If you have your health every single year, look back and be thankful for that because there's so many people that are, that are struggling every day that are fighting every day that just hope that they can wake up tomorrow. So be thankful for your health, be thankful for your family, appreciate it every day. And uh, yeah, go Browns. Absolutely. Uh, before we do, Dom goes ahead. He chimed in. Thankful for, uh, for Nana, uncle Vince, mom. And uh, I, I think he means my aunt Lily. So okay. absolutely. Uh, not to forget about uh, Uncle Nick too. I'm I'm more than sure. Yes. So, <laughs> absolutely. Um, my top three. Uh, number three, definitely all my friends. And there are <coughs> so many friends, but you always have those like closest friends. Jared, absolutely. Uh, Big Bry, absolutely. We've been together for a while now too. You know, I'm super happy to have met you. We've done some great, amazing things. Uh, my best female friend, Jenna, out there. Uh, Johnny out in Painesville. Um, my buddy, Eric, uh, who lives in Berea. Absolutely. You know, you guys have been uh, fantastic um, and always there for me throughout everything. Uh, number two, my family. And what I mean by family is kind of like, uh, you know, my side of the family kind of thing. Uh, cousin Polly out there, my brother, Nick, my sister, my mom, Mike, my father, Christine, um, you know, everybody, my aunts and uncles love you guys. He can't, he can't you know? name enough right now because he, I, he I can, really he can can't. just, if we can go on for three hours. It's like uncle, Vinny, <laughs> Like, you know, you know, when you got three Paulies in a family, you know, you got <laughs> Polly D, Polly S, Polly A, you know, several Jimmies, you know, you, you got a big family, you know, <laughs> absolutely, especially when you're Italian. Uh, number one, definitely my wife and kids, Eva, Haley, Ashlyn, absolutely. Um, I even extend that out to my, my brother in law as well. So, uh, Janos. Thank you guys very much uh, for everybody being in my family and, uh, you know, especially all you guys listening out there. So, all right. So we got to go to Ed and Columbus real quick. Happy Thanksgiving. He's Thank thankful you. for his family, sports teams, and you guys. Gobble, gobble. Happy Thanksgiving. <laughs> even you, Big Bright, even though you're a Ishkin <laughs> fan, he still loves Thank you. you. And Thank you. Ava chimed in. There it is. Right. Look at that. Yep. You just made his night. <laughs> All right. So let's get into our trivia answer, Brian. And I asked, mm -hmm. sure. Who was the coach that won Ohio State their first ever national championship? Um, okay. Well, so before John Cooper, there's really only two Ohio State coaches that I could name. And uh, one of them was Earl Bruce, and I don't think – I think he coached in the 80s. Um, so I'll go with uh, a coach that is kind of notorious for sucker-punching kids, 
and that's Woody. Um, back to the last name, Woody Hayes. Nope, I'm sorry, big fella. Oh shoot! He is the founder of your Cleveland Browns, Paul, Paul Brown, won the first ever Paul national Brown. championship for Ohio Good State. Question: What year was like that? that? Yeah, you like that? 1940? What was it? 42? I think he won the first national championship for Ohio State. I think I did. I mean, back deep in my memory, I did know he coached for Ohio State. No, so, I, yeah. I even threw you a singer. I gave you a Browns and a Buckeye question all at once. <laughs> Suck it, Bry. No, nah, he's a Bengals. He's part of the Bengals now. He has nothing to do with the Browns. No, that's only because of Art Modell. So, let's get on. <laughs> he ran out two teams. Trainer. Trainer. He's a trainer. Trainer. All right. So let's get into my cousin Vegas word of the day, and then we're going to close it out here because we are way past time, and I got another show to do. So let's uh, give it, give it. All right. Royster. 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 What is the word Royster? It's a verb. It's a verb. I'm going to go with a guy that has way too many steroids, <laughs> and he's a Royster. Nice. I, what about not you? Roidster, so. no, that, that's not Roidster. That's not what no, I heard in this ear. No, that's not what I heard in this no. ear. I'll say, uh, I'll say the kind of you know finagle something. Okay. So Royster means to engage in a noisy party or celebration. So a lot oh, of people were out okay. there on Sunday uh, seeing the Browns pull it off. I, not really me. I was kind of more nervous than anything. Yeah, same here. <laughs> but uh, you know, the hell of a game to watch, Vinny. <laughs> hopefully everybody enjoys a wonderful Royster there uh, for the next Sunday's game. And uh, we pull away with a win. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm reading out of Columbus. Uh, that Clemson kid ran into Woody Haynes. Had oh. that happened, it would have been a fist time. I, I get it. I'm with you, Ed. I, I, I get it. Oh. <laughs> All right. Let's 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 get out of here, guys. Uh, we thank our troops. We thank our first responders for everything. Uh, can't thank you guys who watch right now. Uh, everybody that chimed in today. Uh, absolutely. Justin, Ed. Dom, Polly, uh, Chris, everybody that chimed in, Toby, uh, we want to thank right now because we're being thankful, Harold Absolutely. and the APA cannot sure. thank you enough for sponsoring us and putting up with us. Papa V for letting us say your name for our trivia. Thank you so much. So, Brian, we are here at the end of our show. I'm going to go with Vinny first. Vinny, tell him good night. Hey, have a great night, everybody. Brian, God bless him. Yep. God bless you. God bless your family. God bless America. Have a great Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving, everybody. We are Legal Ham the Face. Come find us on YouTube, Facebook, or Twitter and hit us up anytime you guys want to. We will respond quickly. And on that note, we are definitely uncorked, unloaded, and we're out. Thank you guys for watching. Royster away. <laughs>